Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, everybody. It's Josh and Jilly, and we have to tell you about our friend Dr. Busby and ToeGrips.com. That is ToeGrips.com. With our friend Dr. Busby, Luther takes... Uh, the uh, Encore Mobility Supplement every day, and it helps him get around. Like, he's going to have a big weekend at daycare. He's going to be staying Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, going to be there all day Monday. And uh, he's going to need his Encore Mobility because that's going to help keep him moving, you see. Uh, He's going to crush, of course. He takes it every day. It's a green-lipped muscle New Zealand deer velvet supplement, and uh, it really, really helps him get around. Um, and it'll help your older dogs as well. Even your younger dogs, I would say, uh, would benefit greatly from it as well. But we love Dr. Busby. We think she's great. We love everything she does. She's she answers been so all of great. our odd questions. Which she certainly does not have to do. Nope, <laughs> she, nope. We asked some weird we asked about citronella the other day other day, so yeah, she does not have to answer these questions. But she does. She's wonderful. Your dogs will appreciate her. Uh, And go to the website. That is toegrips.com, toegrips.com. The promo code is LUTHER, and you will save 10% at checkout. That is toegrips.com with the great Dr. Busby. We love her. She's spectacular. She's great. I mean, she's truly amazing. So toegrips.com, the promo code is LUTHER, and you will save 10%. This is the Josh Innes Show. Howdy, everybody. Glad you guys are with us today. It is Josh and Jilly. Jilly, how are you? I'm good. Good, good, good. good. I'm glad to hear it. All right, so we got to gotta jump right into this. Because this is so spectacular. You're so excited about this Doc Rivers audio. I love it. So, as you know, I've said for a long time that Doc Rivers is quite possibly the most overrated coach in uh, the history of American sport, or at least in current American sport. The guy won one title. He had the Boston Three Party when he did that. He bottomed out every year with these super teams they were building in uh, L.A. But for whatever reason, the guy just keeps getting essentially getting blowjobs from media people. Oh, Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers. The guy has blown, what, three three one series leads. The guy is a, a dope, essentially, is what Doc Rivers is. But, you know, that's why when he went to Philly and everybody said, oh, we fired uh, Brett Brown and we got Doc Rivers and, uh-oh, look out, here come the Sixers. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's all well and good. Uh, but obviously... Uh, it's not looking so hot right now. They'll probably still win the series. But now what you're experiencing with a lot of people in Philadelphia is that uh, they're starting to see that it's not really, I mean, uh, it doesn't matter. Doc Rivers (laughs) is overrated. Doc Rivers has always been overrated. He will continue to be overrated. But 
And this is just spectacular. It is my favorite thing ever today. I love it. So Doc Rivers was talking with the media in Philadelphia, and I guess somebody asked him about blowing 3-1 series leads. Fair question. Very fair question. Fair question. A completely viable question question, which is, hey, Doc, how exactly have you blown three 3-1 series leads? And you've done it, I think, in three different spots. I think two actually might have been in L.A. Um, and one was in uh, Orlando. And what's this current series now is now 3-2, right? Uh, it is 3-2, and Toronto tomorrow won, is game six. Right, Toronto won two in a row now. Well, okay. Thursday is game six, depending on when you're listening to this, but it's game six. Gotcha. Holy shit. Doc Rivers trying to... Um, Explain himself for blowing 3-1 series leads and defend himself from this is quite possibly the greatest one minute of audio ever. Well, it's easy to use me as an example, uh, but I wish y'all would tell the whole story with me, all right? Um, my Orlando team is the HC. No one gives me credit for getting up against the Pistons who won the title. That was an HC. Go look at that. I want you to go back and look at that roster. I, I dare you to go back and look at that roster, and you would say... What a hell of a coaching job. Actually, I went back and looked at that roster. <laughs> Dare you to go back and look back well, at that roster. Well, thank you, Doc. I, I went back and looked at that roster, and there was one important part of that roster. Tracy McGrady, who helped you get to a 3-1 series lead because he had a 43-point game, a 37-point game. That's T-Mac. That's a superstar. That's a Hall of Famer. Generally speaking, when you talk about how shitty your roster was, which, by the way, like, what a dick move by Doc Rivers in trying to defend himself from being being considered a shitty coach. He's rolling up an entire 15-man roster under the bus. He's like, hey, by the way, that roster sucked ass. I'm talking to you, T-Mac. Yeah, I kind of can't wait to hear T-Mac. Max rebuttal on that. Oh, it's because you know he's gonna say something, right? You would think. Does he still do TV stuff with ESPN or no? I think so because there was a quote he had not too long ago about something. I forget what it was. But God, this is great. So he continues in a second as he's explaining away his choke jobs in the playoffs. But I love the idea that somehow that Doc Rivers deserved credit. If you would have said, "Hey, that was a great Pistons team that beat us. We weren't ready yet." That's all good. To tell me that you did a good job of coaching because you blew a 3-1 series lead to the Pistons, who, by the way, did not win the championship that year. They won it the next year. You sound like a dope. And he did say they won, according to Doc, that year, right? Yes. So they, that team eventually, I don't know, he never said eventually won the championship. He made it sound like they won that he year. blew a, a series to a team that won the championship that year, and his team in Orlando was complete dog shit, even though they had Tracy McGrady, arguably one of the 15, 20 most talented players of the last two decades, uh, and a guy who's a Hall of Famer. But okay, he continues. Really? I mean, um, the Clipper team that we lost 3-1. Chris Paul didn't play in the first two games and was playing on one leg. Um, and we didn't have home court. And then the last one, to me, is the Also, one if we Chris blew. Paul didn't play in the first two games, how does that affect losing the 3-1 lead? Because obviously you won those first two games. Yes, and if I'm not mistaken, that was the one they blew to the Rockets. So congratulations, you blew a 3-1 series lead to noted playoff choker James Harden. Oh, and by the way, that roster you blew it to, that was one of the lesser Rockets rosters with James Harden as well. So congratulations there, Doc. That's the one I took. We blew that. That was in the bubble. And anything can happen in the bubble. There's no home court. Game seven would have been in L.A. You know, um, 
but it just happens. So I would say with me, some of them is we got, I got to do better always. I always take my own responsibility. Uh, and then some of it is circumstances happen. You know, this one, let's win it, and we don't have to talk about it. So literally, he, he talks about the three times he blew a 3-1 series lead. At the end of it says, now, when some things happen, I take the blame for it. You literally took zero blame for all three of those. Even when you took the blame for the last one, it became, well, we were in the bubble. There were circumstances. And there were circumstances in the bubble. So we couldn't do that. There's no home court unless you're L.A. Well, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, God. You're L.A. Oh, God. Like, what a tool. Like, I, I was already rooting for the Raptors, as you know, because I just, I, I like the misery of Philadelphia sports fans and, and it's a thing of beauty, uh, watching them melt down and it's fun and, and all that. And I really don't like Doc Rivers because Doc is easily one of the most overrated coaches walking the face of the earth right now. Like he just gets a free pass on everything. Everybody constantly blows Doc Rivers. I don't know why. Um, and again, he's got one title. How's that any different than Barry Switzer's title with the, the loaded uh, team that won in Dallas? You know what I'm saying? I think he's a better coach as a pro than Barry Switzer was. But point being that, you know, guys like that, they get ripped because they won one title with a stacked team. Well, that's all he did, too. And he was gifted a stacked team in L.A. and did nothing with it except blow a 3-1 series lead twice. Uh, and then his is the thing that's the best, though is going back to that Orlando series and say, basically, roll the entire team up under the bus. Like, you're like, by the way, I'm an amazing coach. Did you see that shit roster that I had to play with? I am a god, and you should be calling me a god. Bow down to me. Bow to my greatness, you sons of bitches. And I'm going to take accountability for, you know, what I did, but also there were circumstances. Hey, listen, now, if you want to put that last one on me, that's fair, but just know we were in the bubble. And in the bubble, anything goes. YOLO in the bubble, baby. No home court unless you're L.A. But. If you're L.A. and you've got, hey, there's not much we can do about that. If we would have been, we would have had home court in that game seven. If we were playing in L.A. and if that were a real playoffs, we got hosed. So I just want you guys to know that we got screwed in all of that. And I deserve a lot more credit than you assholes are giving me. I am Doc Rivers, damn it. I am Doc Rivers and I demand respect. Respect me, you sons of bitches. What a chode. My God, I root. I'm rooting so hard for the Raptors. I had given up on the series, and I thought, hey, you know what? I mean, the dream of them losing to the Raptors in the first round, that dream is dead. Okay, fine. Dream, the dream is gone, but you know, move on to the next one. They'll lose to whoever they play next. Where are they going to play Miami if they win? Yeah. Uh, like, hey, you know what? I, I'll see them crash and burn here. They may. They may crash and burn in this. I mean, this is Doc Rivers time. Like when a dude's puckered up and feeling the pressure, that's when you start rolling up everybody else under that, that, that bus. And he like, he blamed everything and everyone possible for that not named Doc Rivers. And I forgot the bubble was in Orlando, wasn't it? Not yeah. LA. Okay. No, he was saying. So my bad, Doc. Game seven would have been in right, LA right, 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 had, right. you know, they had a normal gotcha. playoff. Sorry, Doc, but the rest, you're ridiculous. Yes, you're a dope. And it is spectacular thinking about all this. I love it. Yeah. I can't wait to see him crash and burn in this. I don't know why. Like, 
I don't even know that it's his fault that I dislike him so much. I think it's the coverage of Doc Rivers that has made me dislike him so much. Because again, like there are certain people, players, coaches, media, like Daryl Morey. I don't dislike Daryl Morey uh, like as a person. In fact, I actually kind of like Daryl. I think he's kind of a cool guy and he and I have had our back and forth before, but I don't dislike him. I dislike the way he is portrayed in the media as some genius. I, for, I even forgot Daryl's there. Like th this, this Sixers team is a perfect storm of yeah. everything. Everything I dislike and all I want is for them to crash and burn. That's all I want. That's all I hope for. It's when I stay up at night. Think I, I dream about it. Well, if anyone's I blow. want it to end. I want it to be over for these guys. Doc is overrated. Daryl, who's apparently the greatest GM to ever walk the face of the earth, yet never even made it to the finals. Harden, who's this great god of basketball, who's a playoff choker. Uh, I mean, it's the perfect storm. If anyone's going to blow the series... That's a good trifecta right there. Oh, this excites me. Based on track record. This excites me. Really, why is Ric Flair trending? I think he's dead. No, I think he always trends. Let's see why Ric Flair is trending. Ric Flair just saying, t okay, this, I don't just people just talking about Ric Flair. Well, that's some power well, if you're Ric again, Flair. Well, because again, like yours, your, your tweets over there aren't what's trending. It's like what's for you. Oh, okay. Understood. So. My B. My B. You know, like it's it's and sometimes it's okay to to make not even make excuses, but explain like misnomers about yourself or mis you know, misinformation about yourself. Well, you got to defend yourself, of course. Sure, I mean I'm used to defending myself, right? So when people say Josh Jennings has been fired twice, well, I can give you the reasons why I got fired for that, but ultimately I still got fired. That part's not wrong. Right. So I could sit there and lay out the reasons why. But at the end of the day, I still got fired because it was, a, you know, the whole situation sucked and I didn't do anything to make it better. And I got fired. So it's OK to explain things away. Like, I think with someone like me, in my case, like it's out there in the public and there's a bunch of shit about me that I want to clear up. The public can see Doc Rivers lose three one series leads. Yeah. And these aren't monumental like like when the Rockets didn't make it to the finals that year and they they blew the the three I think they had the three two lead to the uh, Warriors. When they blew that one, they lost Chris Paul, who was the engine essentially of that team, and that's why they lost those last two games because Harden is just a playoff choker. That's who Harden is. So like people could see that. That's a valid excuse. Like, I think my favorite part of the doc thing was the propping yourself up for blowing a 3-1 series lead as an eight seed. Well, I just like the whole, like, tell the whole story about me. Hey, guys, tell okay. the whole story. You first blast. things first, I blew a 3-1 series lead as the coach of Orlando, but we had shitty players. Well, it's easy to use me as an example, uh, but I wish y'all would tell the whole story. Hey, people use you as an example because you're the guy that's done it more than anybody it keeps else. happening. That's like, I don't know, that's like Roman Polanski. Like, why do you guys use me as the example of someone who fucked a 13-year-old? Because you fucked one. Like, it'd be like, like, better example, R. Kelly. R now, why y'all going to use me as an example of someone who, like, tortures women and keeps them held hostage? Because you did that with, like, 40 women, Chief. You're, like, the dude. Well, it's easy to use me as an example, uh, but I wish y'all would tell the whole story with me, all right? Um... My Orlando team was the HC. It's like he had this in the holster. He was ready to go. He's like, well, when they asked me about blowing this 3-1 series lead, watch this shit I'm about to drop on you. Because he's probably thought about this every night ever since it happened, each well, time. Well, when we were in Philly and they would write all these stories about me that I knew were wrong, or I'd say, look at the details of it, like the stuff with Tony, for instance. Well, Josh Ennis ran off Tony Bruno because he was Bruno was offended by something he said on the air. 
Well, they didn't even care about my explanation of it. They just went with that as the gospel, right? So I understand why it like it sucks when shit like that happens. This isn't a situation like that because we with our own eyes can see you blow the series. There's no behind the scenes here. Right. We see you lose the games. No one gives me credit for getting up against the Pistons who won. The Nobody gives you credit because you had a 3-1 series lead against the fucking Pistons 20 years ago and you blew the 3-1 lead. No one gets credit for getting a 3-1 series lead and nobody gets more credit for being mediocre than you, Doc, so stop whining. I don't know that a person has been more mediocre or been gifted better rosters historically. Like, look at Doc. You had Tracy McGrady in Orlando. Fine. All right. Then you go to uh, the Boston Three Party. Then you got Chris Paul and Blake and all these dudes who have a very good roster for you in LA. Then you go to Philadelphia where Joel Embiid's one of the most dominant players in the league. And you want to bitch and say you deserve more credit. It's great. Well, you guys want to make an example of me. Yes, we do. You're th you're Mr. Blow the 3-1 series lead. That's who you are. It would be like if, um, oh, what's a good sports example would be, uh, what's his name? Jeff Fisher. So I don't know why you guys have to call me. Why is 7-9 and nine Jeff Fisher Day? Because you go 7-9 and nine and you said 7-9 and nine is not the bar. <laughs> so, of course, like that's how it works, you doof. The title. That was an HC. Go look at that. I want you to go back and look at that roster. I dare you to go back and look at that roster. I did. The roster had a lot of shitty players. It also had a Hall of Famer. Actually, I'm going to read you some of the roster. It's it's a pretty comical roster. I'll agree with him there. So he was the coach. Yeah. Daryl Armstrong was on that team. Pat Burke. Andrew DeClerc. Pat Garrity. Drew Gooden. Horace Grant was still playing. How about that? Look at that. Grant. Hey, I didn't even notice Grant Hill was on there. Now he might have been beat up and done by 2002. Well, actually, this was kind of a who's who of players who at one time used to be big shit. Horace Grant was big shit at one point. Grant Hill was big shit at one point. And Sean Kemp was on that team. Mm. Sean Kemp, who had been in the league for 13 years at that point. Sean Kemp also on that team. All these guys got to be like, what the hell, man? Oh, Mike Miller was also on that squad. Like, But if I'm like Mike Miller today, I'm Pat Garrity, just chilling, minding my own business. Whatever Pat Garrity does with his life, just hanging out, chilling. And he goes, hey, did you hear that Doc basically said that you guys were all dog shit in the name of defending himself for being a failure? And that's what makes it even worse. If he would have said, "Man, our roster was tough. Yo, we had a, yo, we didn't have the roster to stack up with the Pistons, but we gave them a good fight." Right. There's better ways to say it. You'd say, "Okay, that's cool." When it's now, listen, you sons of bitches, I've blown a three-one series lead, but those motherfuckers on the floor were terrible. Just so you guys know, they were dog shit. There's, I, I, I deserve more credit than that because these guys were cocksuckers. I got them there, and of course, T Mac won Game One by himself because he scored forty-five, but. Oh God, they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose the series. You think so? I do. I do. They like. I do. It's gonna be a thing of beauty. Oh, it's gonna be lovely. Speaking of basketball, that the, the fucking Grizzlies series is next level. It's insane because it's not. It's not just because we root for the Grizzlies, which is part of it, but to come back from twenty six and twenty five down in the same game. And by the way, it wasn't like, oh, we were down 25, then we were down 26. It was down 26, come back. Yep. Down 25, come back. Now, it wasn't 26 to zero, but by that I mean they were down 26, cut it to, you know, seven or whatever it was, then they're down by 25 yep. and come all the way back and win. Then last night, Jaws got the nasty dunk. 
I don't he, know. I'm, like, he I'm, needed that, though, because he was kind of MIA. And I know he's not 100%. Like, he's still got the knee issue. Yeah. But he needed that explosive quarter. Once he, he once he dunked, it was on. Like, I know that our audience, that you're not basketball people, a lot of you. I say that. Our chat is not basketball people. Yeah, that's not fair to a say everybody. A lot of people who listen like a lot of different shit. So, hey, whatever it is, what it is. I don't, I'm don't. i not asking you to watch the NBA playoffs. I don't give a shit if you do. You can watch it. You can bet on it. You can ignore it. There's probably a, a good number of people listening to this, though, that do watch. Sure. I'm like I'm I'm into watching those games. I get kind of bored watching some of the others and we turn them off or you you can watch it. I'll watch something else or whatever. But I I've enjoyed it cuz this has been the best series for sure. Not even as a Grizzlies fan. Like this is the most intense series. Like the Dallas Utah ones are right, but this one is by far the most entertaining series. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed that. So problem is we're going to be in um in Allentown. For game six. I know. And I I, where does one just... go in Allentown to watch the Memphis Grizzlies? Well, it's probably going to be the only playoff game on, so probably well, anywhere. Well, we got that going for us then, which is nice. Yeah. At least we got that. Because we need to watch. We're oh, invested. absolutely. We do. And by the way, we're not like some like Johnny come lately. Oh, that's either. what I hate. Like, oh, you live in Tennessee. Now you're here for the Grizzlies. Like, we've been on the Grizzlies for quite some time. Dude, I've been rooting for the Grizzlies since before I met you. Yeah. I, Joel Blank used to come up to the station when he was with the Rockets. And I would talk about the Grizzlies on the air and be like, well, I always talk about the Grizzlies. What about the Rockets? We've made multiple trips to Memphis in like 2011, 2012, 2014. Correct. So I love it. So anyway, what the hell else is going on in the world today outside? Like I've been just so immersed in this, this series. Apparently there was a baseball brawl today. And from what I, and I turned off the Cardinals last night cause they pissed me off after they blew the first game. But apparently there was a lot of bean ball being played. And then today they had a big brawl. Yep. Um, baseball brawls are generally speaking a waste of time. Although they're better, like hockey fights are overrated, right? Because these are morons punching each other in the helmet. Like a moron punches another person. Well, in the helmet. When we watch the NFL and some guy swings at a dude with a helmet on, we say he's a moron. When a hockey player swings at a dude with a helmet on, we go, that's a tough motherfucker. No, he's just a fucking moron and that's okay. Uh, but They're uh, also morons because like, you know, once they kind of fall over, like those skates are just flying about. Like those blades are just in the air, like waiting to cut somebody. Like, and go ahead and have your you jugular doing? sliced open, friend. I mean, I like a good hockey fight, but yeah, watch, watch your jugular. You could end up having your jugular sliced. That happens every rare once in a while. Someone ends up dead from getting their jugular sliced. Yeah, open. I'd be terrified of that part. But yeah, what is going on in the world today, Jilly? What Not have been a the ton. big? What have been the big? Uh, what's the big scuttlebutt? Are people still know. celebrating the fact that um, that you've got? Um, the big, uh, the the big uh, Elon Musk purchase of Twitter. That's pretty much it. And are people still threatening to relocate and leave the country? And and there's the NFL draft tomorrow. I honestly, I could not give, I could not care less about that. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd like to have cared. I just don't. Like I had someone reach out to me, um, in Houston. They were like, "Hey, do you?" Uh, they were looking for a contact for someone. Um, to do a draft thing because they were talking about who the Texans may draft. And apparently they may draft Stingley. So they were asking me about, Hey, somebody with LSU, whatever. Like, I didn't even know they were interested in Stingley. Like I've been so far out of sight, out of mind yeah. in terms of draft shit. Like I haven't paid any attention to it. I barely realized it was um, happening tomorrow until I'm it, like, Oh, huh. it hasn't really intrigued me at all. Wait, here's what, what was the story you were telling me in the car? It was a non-sports thing. 
About the kid that killed himself? Yes, the kid. That that sounds uplifting. Yeah. I'm but like, yeah, so tell a, me about the kid that killed himself. A dark turn there. It is, but like it's interesting because it kind of shows how scummy these sons of bitches are, especially as it relates uh, to the Rona. Uh, this Now, this is a story. You hear this story and you'll go, fuck these people. And I think people listen to this and some people get annoyed that like some think I ride the fence because I'm critical of both sides and they criticize me for it. And they feel like I've let them down in some way because I guess I'm supposed to be some sort of like the, the leader of some movement about, you know, why the liberals are all fucking stupid. And as we've talked about, for the most part, most of the shit that I really disagree with vehemently are these things on liberal Twitter and hardcore alt left Twitter. So we're similar in that way. But there are times that I think right wing people do a bunch of dumb shit and are hypocritical, too. So basically the parents, this kid is 15 and he killed himself in January because of bullying. This happened at the Latin School of Chicago, which is a private college prep school. So tuition's like 40 grand a year just to go there. Yeah. So this kid's 15. He somehow, he transfers there and the rumor gets started that he's unvaccinated. Isn't it pathetic that in 2022, like it used to be you, like the kids would say, you know, this fucking guy, he's gay. Or you're like, this guy fucked a horse. Or like, this guy's into crystal meth or something. Now it's big uh, high school scuttlebutt and rumor that somebody may not be vaccinated. And he what is, is this He world? was actually vaccinated. He's not unvaccinated. He was vaccinated. But he kept getting harassed by uh, students, and then even a teacher at one point told him he was going nowhere in life, according to the lawsuit. You f- and all this because he was unvaccinated. He was cyberbullied on Snapchat. Another student urged him to go kill himself. And he said, fine, I will. Um, he met with a school administrator at that point. None of the students involved in the cyberbullying were disciplined, his parents alleged. So he ended up killing himself because of the bullying over this rumor that he was unvaccinated. Kids are assholes. But it's even worse, though, like when it's about something that's been perpetuated by these media and political assholes that have basically created a world where if you're not vaccinated, you're killing Grammy and Grampy and you don't care about anybody and you're a bad person. And that, and it's trickled down to the kids. It's trickled down to high school kids. And like somehow being unvaccinated is the equivalent of having the herp or something. Like it's bullshit the way these people have treated this. And it's been driven by media and largely liberal politicians who have used this as a weapon. And now you're starting to see stories like this. I do assure you this. If it would have been the other way and it would have been somebody killing himself over being bullied over something transgender related, for instance, or if this person was a boy wanting to become a girl or vice versa, or this person was gay and killed himself, it would have been a great indictment on the right-wing people and the conservatives and Trump and everybody else about how shitty those people are. That's what this story would be. This story will probably gain no legs because this story happened specifically or explicitly because of left-wing media people and left-wing politicians who have pushed this agenda that if you're not vaccinated, you're a murderer and you're a piece of shit. And now it's trickled down to schools and a kid blew his brains out or however he killed himself. Hung himself. He hung himself. Boy, that's kind of archaic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hung himself because of this shit. Like, how does one even hang themselves tie a noose around it was from the bath they found him in the bathroom in the shower like i feel like if you hang like he must have been light like i couldn't pull that off like i would bring the ceiling down i would think but that's neither here nor there um like like allowing this to happen it's been driven by these people and nobody will call them on it 
That's the bullshit of the situation is that nobody will have the balls or the guts to step up and say, and I'm talking media people. It's one thing for Tucker Carlson to say it. Of course he's going to say it or right-wing people and politicians to say it. The only way things improve is when these left-wing people or right-wing people get away out of their comfort zone and criticize their own for something. The problem is when you do that, you're disowned by that group and you're considered the other group because people are lunatics. So when Joe Rogan says, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm against... uh, forcing people to be vaccinated it's not oh that's an interesting point uh, from joe rogan a noted uh, libertarian it's wow that alt-right son of a bitch wants to kill grandma and he's spreading misinformation it's also interesting because again it just shows like once there's a rumor or a story about you if it's not true it doesn't matter no like you're the unvaccinated kid even though you're vaccinated you're gonna be known as the unvaccinated kid no one's gonna believe you no one's gonna hear your side of the story yeah that's sad yeah, it's bullshit. So now yeah. they're suing, the parents are actually suing the school for being negligent with these bullying accusations and stuff. They should. And look, people get bullied. I mean, that's that's life, and I don't think that's ever going to change, and it's even easier to get bullied now than it was when I was a kid because you can do it online. Like, And, and it's you well, sneak again, into someone's DMs, you tweet about well, someone. They were Snapchatting this kid to go kill himself. See, like in my day, before there was you know the Snapchat and the Twitter and everything, you still had AIM, and you could talk with people on AIM, but I don't remember ever being threatened by anybody on AIM or being told to kill myself. All I did was attempted to creepily flirt with girls in my in my school on AIM. Mm. And that's all, that's all I would, you know, that's all I could think to do. Uh, we didn't have Snapchat. I mean, MySpace came in right around the time I got out of high school. Facebook was like my first year in college was when that became a thing. So you talk about DMs and all this shit. You never got those. It's so easy to be evil to people now because yes. you can just creep in. You can do it anonymously and, uh, or you can just creep into their DMs and harass them incessantly, you know? Uh, people are pieces of shit and kids are pieces of shit at times. Uh, but this, that like the person or the people responsible for this, if you want to take that route, is the people that perpetuated this bullshit lie that unvaccinated people right. are horrible people. It shouldn't matter. You, there should be nothing to bully about. Oh, even if you are unvaccinated, okay. But of course it became easy to do that because the politicians, where was this story from? Chicago. Okay, okay. Chicago's a cesspool for this mm-hmm. shit with Mayor Beetlejuice and everybody else. Like they've perpetuated this horrible idea that if you are someone who's unvaccinated, you're not a good person. You're dangerous. You're a danger to society. You're a, you're bad uh, and you're evil. And because of that, it makes it easy for people to do this and they can do it without recourse. They, I mean, apparently, and I don't know how true this was, but you said the teacher was harassing the kid about being unvaccinated. Like that teacher. Saying you're going nowhere in life. That, that teacher is a piece of shit. Allegedly. Again, yes. I don't know that for a fact. Who knows? But if there's a teacher who is telling someone they're a failure because they're not going to get vaccinated, but keep in mind when you watch the libs of TikTok, there are some fucking psycho teachers out there now. They're nuts. So, like, that's gross, man. That's gross. That's a shitty story, man. What you need is uplifting stories, like this story about this three-legged dog with cancer. Oh. This dog jumped into an icy river to save a baby otter. Like, the, the, the people in the house... The, the, the people are like, where the hell did our dog go? This three-legged dog with cancer jumps into an icy body of water and grabs a, a struggling baby otter in his mouth, takes him to shore. That's adorable. Now, when I read this story on the air yesterday, I read it wrong, and I thought it just said it rescued a baby from the water, oh, that was which this- really made it sound a lot more impressive. Yeah. But I had so many questions like, why was there just a baby 
in the water. Uh, why did, why was nobody, how did this baby, an infant make its way from a house to an icy body of water until I read the fine print and the fine print pointed out, not even the fine print. Just I just missed it. That it was a baby otter. Which is still adorable. Do you think Luther would save a baby otter? No, maybe. Do you think Luther would save you? N- maybe, but <laughs> not a baby otter unless he like wanted to eat the otter. Maybe. I don't think he's jumping into a river for anything. Baby otter rescued by dog. Let's see if there's this story. Three-legged hero dog saves baby otter from river in Minnesota. See, this is a look at that cutie. So uh, let's see. Three-legged hero dog with cancer saves baby dog for, uh, or baby otter from river in Minnesota. He came to shore and had something in his mouth that turned out to be a very tiny otter. The dog's owner said. So three-legged dog undergoing cancer treatment came to the rescue of a baby otter in St. Croix River, Lakeland, Minnesota on uh, Easter Sunday. The friendly and happy golden doodle named Gus, who had his back leg amputated due to a cancerous tumor, jumped into the chilly river to pick up an abandoned young otter and brought the animal to his owner and her granddaughters, Ella and Lucy, according to WCCO. He came to shore and he had something in his mouth and it turned out to be a very tiny otter. Ella described the otter as so cute and uh, said the otter pup almost curled into a little ball when brought out of the water. That's adorable. I held him for a little while. They tried to find his mom, but we couldn't. Lucy added about uh, what happened, Gus, uh, that brought him to the land. Uh, After failing to find the little otter's mom, the family rushed the otter pup to the Wildlife Rehabilitation Center of Minnesota. It was kind of a harrowing trip because it was closing at 6 p.m. and we didn't know if we were going to make it. Oh. Gus's water rescue marked the first time the dog went swimming since being diagnosed with cancer and having his leg amputated in February. The canine is currently receiving chemotherapy treatments at the University of Minnesota Veterinary Hospital, according to KMSMP. KMSP. It's so cute. Look at the little water. Okay, I'm going to watch the video. A three-legged dog is being hailed a hero tonight for his brave actions on the river. Gus all of a sudden was wading in the water, and it was really cold that day, so we were like, Gus, what are you doing? It's freezing. Gus's family says he unexpectedly jumped into the St. Croix River, and they were shocked to see what he brought out of the water. (laughs) Look at the otter. Oh, my goodness. Are you tired? Ella and Lucy Hammerstrand spent their Easter Sunday surrounded by family along the banks of the St. Croix River. I want an otter. Alongside them for the entire day was Gus. Then go get a damn otter, Mom. I'm sorry that I'm not good enough for you. (laughs) Oh, sorry I'm not a three-legged cancer hero dog that rescued a baby otter. Sorry I'm just laying here on the couch while you do your stupid pod. Gus. He's just tucked in here now. Their grandparents' beloved six-year-old Golden Doodle. He's very friendly. And he's very smart and he's very loving. They were outside helping with some chores when Gus jumped in the water, swimming out about 50 feet. Luther would Gus never. all of a sudden was waiting in the <laughs> Not water. Not a chance. He'd be like, hey, Dad, there's, a, there's something drowning out there. If you want to get it, fine. If you don't, just come give me some pets. And it was really cold that day, so we were like, Gus, what are you doing? <laughs> Gus's humans were confused. It was absolutely freezing out, and they didn't know if Gus could swim anymore. Yeah, I'd be kind of freaked out that the dog just took off and jumped in this water. I think he'd be, I mean, are the front legs the most important in swimming for dogs? That's doggy paddling, Probably, yeah, but still, I mean, if Luther just ran off and swam out 50 feet, I'd be like, oh, shit. If he's missing a leg, does he just swim in a circle? In February, and was diagnosed with cancer. We thought he had a knee injury 
perhaps from a fall on the ice. And so we were just looking to have that repaired. A groomer discovered the tumor on one of Gus's bones. He's currently receiving chemotherapy Aww. at the University of Minnesota Vet Hospital. But the loss of one leg hasn't slowed him down. He does just great on three legs. He runs as fast as he ever did. And as his family learned that day, he swims just as well with three legs, too. That a boy, Gus. <laughs> when he emerged from the water, he was not alone. First time swimming with three legs. And oh, look at the otter. I held him for a little bit while they tried to find the mom, but he couldn't. They wrapped up the pup and rushed to the wildlife What a shitty mom. See, everybody talks about deadbeat dads. This deadbeat mom leaving this otter to die. Fuck you, mom otter. Rehabilitation Center in Roseville. He was so cute, and his eyes weren't even open yet. WRC staff estimates the pup is right around a week old, far too young to be swimming alone. Otter pups typically stay with their moms for the entire first year of their lives. The baby otter has since been transferred to another Oh, rehab look facility. at him. He doesn't even open his eyes. He's adorable. You're adorable, little otter. With the specific pools needed to raise a pup. As for Gus, he's been enjoying a lot of pets and a lot of bones. Bones. I think he knew the otter was hurting. Something was wrong. A very good boy, indeed. Reporting in St. Mary's Point. Fuck yeah, he's Aww. a good boy. Way to go, Gus. Luther's jealous. Luther says, oh, I, I've not, I've never done anything before. Again, once we get the Luther cam set up and we're back on like YouTube or whatever we're going to do, yep. the reaction's pretty funny from Luther right now. Uh, he's like really pissed about this. It's like, why are you guys paying attention to some other dog? It's so stupid. I had, a, I had some cancer removed once. Nobody cares about me. From his leg. I'm a hero. I'm a damn hero. You got that? Everybody loves me. I'm going to go lay back down now. You guys are jerks. Oh, good for you, Gus. Way to go, Gus, Gus, Gus. Stupid Gus. And who do I tell them about, Julie? Craftology by Christy. Craftology by Christy. She's got her Etsy store and she's ready to go. Uh, so, of course, you can go uh, to Craftology by Christy and check out all the stuff. We're working on a new Josh Ennis show shirt. She sent me a couple of ideas. You know what I'm thinking about giving her the idea? And that's it. I'm trying to remember it now. But what was it? Was it live your life, love your dog, drink beer? Oh, yeah. I think she'd be the perfect person to make that shirt. So love life. Let's it's live life. Live your life. Love, love your, your dog. dog drink, drink beer. Josh yeah. in his show. Josh in his show, baby. I think that might be the one. That might be the winner, winner, chicken dinner, baby. So we'll see. Uh, but of course, you can go to her Etsy store, her uh, Instagram, of course, the Craftology by Christy. Was it C H R I S T Y? So make sure you check that out. She's awesome. Her husband is awesome. He's been a very loyal supporter of the show. That is our friend Richard from Metro Ready Mix, of course. Uh, just awesome, folks. So check it out. Give her a follow on the gram, and I'll let you guys know as uh, the shirt idea develops. But uh, that should be cool. I think that's the she's perfect for that. So live your life, love your dog, drink beer. Yeah, I like it. That might be the perfect person to do that shirt for us. So thank you, Christy and uh, and uh, Richard. We appreciate you guys. There you go. Apparently, Jerry West is really pissed off about the way he's portrayed in Winning Time. He's going to take it all the way to the yeah, Supreme Court. He's not messing around. I don't blame him. They kind of make him look like a real piece of shit, like a psycho. And and I and then the problem is nobody takes the time to think to themselves, you know, that this is just a dramatized version of the truth. It's, oh, this guy was legitimately just a lunatic and a horrible person. And I think that's kind of bullshit. 
The show's gotten better, though. Yeah, it, the first two and a half episodes were kind of dull, but now I'm kind of into it. Yeah, it's it's gotten better. I think it's improved, and that's good. Improvement is good. We, we started trying to watch Barry again, which came back after, like, it seemed, what, three years? Yep. And I don't like how they didn't give us any sort of recap. Like, I don't want to watch the whole thing again. It's like, do you just anticipate or expect me to remember all this shit? Yeah, I'm having a hard time getting into it because I don't really remember the characters much or what happened or anything. Who's dead? Who's not? Yeah, I'm with you. So you just got to kind of go with it. Yeah. And see where it takes you, I guess. It's tough. Yeah, it is. So we'll give you an update on that. All right. Anyway, we're going to get out of here. You guys are awesome. And again, we're working on getting the show back up on YouTube and everything, working on some new stuff. We appreciate you. We'll see you later.